0: It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. We are continuing in our series entitled, Who's on Your Throne? And today we are talking about giving up sin for freedom. And our main scripture is going to be in Romans 6, but we've got some other ones I'll be reading and discussing as we go. But let's jump right in with a quick story. So there was a man that was passing... A group of elephants. He suddenly stopped, confused by the fact that these huge creatures were being held by only a small rope tied to their front leg. No chains, no cages. It was obvious that the elephants could, at any time, break away from their bonds, but for some reason they did not. He saw a trainer nearby and asked why these animals just stood there and made no attempt to get away. Well, the trainer said, When they are very young and much smaller, we use the same size rope to tie them, and at that age, it's enough to hold them. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. The man was amazed. These animals could at any time break free from their bonds, but because they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right where they were. And as I thought about this idea of giving up sin for freedom, and this story, I thought about the children of Israel, and we see the account of what happened to them in the book of Exodus. And so I'm going to read a little bit about them, um, but keep in mind this story about the elephants. So in Exodus 1, we see that the children of Israel, the Israelites, the children of God, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were now living in Egypt. And if you know anything about your Bible, about Bible history, they came to Egypt because Joseph was there as a ruler, and there was a famine in Israel, and so they came to Egypt to survive. And then all of those, that generation of Joseph and his brothers, of Jacob, also known as Israel, died, the people, the nation of Israel continued to stay in Egypt and they continued to grow. And the Herod, the king that was there when, when the Pharaoh that was there ruling while Joseph was living had died, another Pharaoh came to power, another king. And then we pick up in verse 11 of chapter one. So they being the Egyptians put slave masters over them the Israelites, to oppress them with forced labor, verse 13, and work them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with hard labor in brick and mortar, and with all kinds of work in the fields, In all their hard labor, the Egyptians used them ruthlessly. Let's turn to chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. During that long period, the king of Egypt died, Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out and their cry for help because of their slavery went up, went up to God. God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Now let's jump over to Exodus chapter 16. So in between chapter 2 and chapter 16, God miraculously allows the Israelites to escape Egypt. And here they are outside of Egypt. They're free, but this is what they have to say. Uh, chapter 16, verse 3, The Israelites said to them, that's Moses and Aaron, who was leading them out, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out here into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So here we see the Israelites. Much like the elephant in our story at the beginning, the Israelites, the children of Israel, were enslaved, oppressed, tortured. They were desperate. And we see here that God was concerned and compassionate, and He made a way for their freedom. And the response, the children of Israel grumbled and complained. They had been rescued from a dominion of darkness in Egypt, and yet at the first bit of uncomfortability, they wished they were back enslaved. 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that being rescued from a dominion of darkness is part of our story. Let me read it for us. 1 Peter 2 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This is our story. We have been rescued from a dominion of darkness. Jesus' finished work at the cross was God's rescue plan to our enslavement, our oppression, our torturous desperation as a humanity, as a result of sin. And yet, because God is not in the command seat of our hearts, we continue to pine for our Egypt, our sin. Or we continue to be like the elephant, believing that sin has more control over us than it actually does. The word says that sin is powerless, for those in Christ in Romans five, six and Romans eight, three also tells us that the law is even powerless to bring about freedom. And so God had to come in with another plan. And that other plan is Jesus. So let's look at Romans six, our main scripture. And there are four things that are going to help us to leave sin behind for freedom. Let's read verses 6 and 7 in Romans 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So how do we leave sin behind for freedom? Number one, we know we are free from sin. We have to have that knowledge. We have to understand that sin is, Is a tiny rope. And to go even further, that sin is a tiny rope that's not attached to anything. It's been cut. That power has been cut from our lives. Verse 18 tells us, You have been set free from sin and become slaves to righteousness. So the second way that we can leave sin behind for freedom is that we can know that we are slaves to righteousness. What does that look like? That looks like like right upside living. That looks like making right decisions. That looks like turning from our ways to looking to what God would have us to do. And that means not relying on our own righteousness, but relying on the righteousness of Jesus. That when we are his children, we are saved. He has put his righteousness on us. We are slaves to that, not to our own righteousness and not to sin. Verse 19 tells us, I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Paul's telling us, you're not going to understand this. Just you and your flesh. Just as you used to offer the body, the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever increasing wickedness. So now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness. So how do we leave sin behind for freedom? We do not offer our bodies to sin. We have to choose righteousness. And then the fourth thing, let's look at verses 22 and 23. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So how do we leave sin behind for freedom? We know what a gift we have. Eternal life is our reward, not death. So we can know we are free from sin. Sin is a tiny rope. We know we are slaves to righteousness. We do not offer our bodies up to sin, and we know what a gift we have in eternal life. That is our reward, not death. All this should lead us to keep God on the throne of our hearts. Second Corinthians 3.16 tells us, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If you have asked Jesus into your heart, you have the Spirit of the Lord inside of you. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, that's where freedom is. Freedom is right inside of you. So put God on the throne of your heart. Don't be like so many who are often afraid that Christ wants to take things away when, he, when in reality he wants to give us real freedom, peace, peace and joy. Don't fear Christ. Give him the throne of your life. And that starts in your heart where every decision, every thought, every attitude, every desire begins in that command seat. Give God, give his son Jesus, give his Holy Spirit that spot. Don't be like the elephant still held by sin's small power. If you are a child of God, that sin, that rope has been severed. That work is finished and you are free. Let's pray To God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this time. I thank you for the freedom that Jesus provided on the cross. Thank you for the freedom that is continual day after day. Thank you that your Holy Spirit leads us to be slaves to righteousness and not slaves to sin. Help us to choose right living today. Help us to look to you for what you desire for us and not what we desire for ourselves. God, continue to remind us that we are free from sin from the dominion of darkness. We have been rescued and help us not to look back and grumble and complain in the places that you have us now. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. We thank you for Jesus and we pray in his name. Amen. All right, y'all. I think we have maybe one more. Segment of Who's on Your Throne. So, would you join me again next time? And um, I hope you have a great week. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me, and I want to share with you that. You can have a relationship with Jesus, just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you. Because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb and then three days later, he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess, confess that Jesus Christ is your savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealkarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more encouraging gospel-centered podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.